0: From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, it's one year today since the swearing-in of Ipswich Mayor Teresa Harding. And how circus training came to town with its aim of helping young people gain confidence and a possible career. It's Wednesday, April 14, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Before I get to this episode's special guest to talk about training for the circus, today marks 12 months since the swearing-in of Ipswich Mayor Teresa Harding in her backyard.
1: I, Theresa Jane Harding, having been elected as a councillor of the Ipswich City Council, declare that I will faithfully and impartially fulfil the duties of the office in accordance with the local government principles and code of conduct under the Local Government Act 2009 to the best of my judgement and ability.
0: Elected on the promise of a fresh start, here's what the Mayor said two weeks before being sworn in on the 2nd of April and just after confirmation of her win. I spoke with the then Mayor-elect about her promise of establishing what is now the Transparency and Integrity Hub. You've made clear details of the $78 million loss of Ipswich City mm. Properties will be released on Council's website. What do you think you'll find that we don't know already?
1: Well, I haven't seen it. so it's um, I'm, I'm actually not declared until next Wednesday. So I actually don't get to see any of that documentation or have any authority until then. So um, I think people just, whatever is there, people just want to see what it was. And I think it's part of our healing process and it'll allow us to move on.
0: In the media today, you're quoted as saying you'll put a motion to the first council meeting to reveal all those details of trips Mm. taken by the then directors. Is that motion really necessary? Can't you just direct the CEO to publish it?
1: I'd like to do that. That would be my preference. And if I can't, then I'll move a motion to make sure that it's published.
0: While the hub has since been established by council, it is still battling with privacy issues over some historic details. Councillors are now one year into the job and no doubt a little wiser and smarter to their surroundings. We've also witnessed the overturning or changing of some policies in recent months previously approved by the Administrator. Again, reflecting back a year, I also asked Theresa Harding about a possible review of some of those policies and thoughts on the now closed divisional officers. What's your stance on reviewing all the new policies and procedures?
1: Um, that's a good question, and that was asked by us um, at the QT forums. Um, that was asked by uh, at those forums whether we would repeal or change any of those. The overwhelming majority of, of candidates did say that they would leave them in place. I think it would be uh, prudent to leave those in place for at least 12 months, see how they work, and then if any need to change, but so I think we have a really open conversation um, with the public to say we wish to change these policies for these reasons because they're not working uh, to benefit the people of Ipswich. As long as we do it in an open way with, with people, I think everyone will be fine.
0: Councillor accommodation has always been a hot topic. The divisional mm-hmm. offices have been closed. How do you see the future for councillors' accommodation?
1: Yeah, look, um, again, this came up at the QT forums and overwhelmingly with the candidates said so that they would maintain what it is now. The main issue is that the community group want to have access to free or low-cost um, venues for their meetings, and they should have that. There are multiple ways that we can do that. We've got the new library in, in Springfield, the one in Rosewood's about to open up, and obviously in um, Ipswich CBD itself. So I think in the interim, I'd love to see that we can hire out some meeting rooms are, are all around the city so people can have their community group meetings at a, at a free or low-cost uh, venue.
0: That was Ipswich Mayor Teresa Harding speaking with me on April 2nd, 2020. One of the city's best kept secrets is Circus Ipswich. It's a youth organisation which runs classes and workshops to build circus skills in young people. How did it come to be? I'm joined by senior trainer Meg Hooper. Thanks for joining Ipswich today, Meg.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: My first reaction to hearing about Circus Ipswich was, quite frankly, how did a circus training organisation find itself based here?
2: That's a that's a great question. Um, so I have been involved in circus for a little while as an amateur, as and I came to it as an adult. And as an adult, I the benefits that I got from circus, my own circus training was. Um, Really, quite profound, and it, it, that sounds like a, and you know, kind of like a weird thing to say, but actually, the benefits for my mental health, the benefits for my physical um, fitness, the benefits for my health generally, um, I, and I knew that those benefit, and there's been a lot of research that shows that circus offers. People, a whole bunch of things. And one of those is this sense of belonging. Um, The other is the ability to um, do risky things in a safe environment, which is exhilarating and gives you adrenaline shots. And we know how great those adrenaline shots are for our body and for our brains. Um, And I'm a psychologist as well. So I have a sort of an intellectual understanding of these things as well. And so I was observing how amazing circus was for me and then my kids got involved and I saw what was possible and I observed those classes and watched kids who didn't who and spoke to other parents about how their kids didn't fit in to other activities that we might think are more mainstream. They, they didn't seem to be able to find their groove or find their place in um, these traditional things that we know are, you know, typically good for kids, like team sports and ballet and music lessons and all those sorts of things. And um, I, I just knew that this would be something that would be valuable for my home city of Ipswich. And so... Um, And and beyond as well, beyond just learning the skills, I think what I really wanted to see was a circus community. And there are places you can go in Ipswich. Now at the time there wasn't very many, but now there's some amazing dance schools and amazing um, organisations that you can go to, to learn circus skills. But what I wanted to bring was the circus community and a sense that we've got a place to belong and there's a place for everyone there. So um, I, really couldn't get anyone to to start a circus school here. I'd had lots of conversations. Well, like, oh, that's what I was going cool. to say. Where do you yeah. go to find people? <laughs> so I thought, well, um, if I really want this to happen, I guess it's got to be me. And so I, it was just a leap of faith. And I think also one of those beautiful things about being naive, about starting these sorts of things is you don't know what you don't know and you don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen or what could go wrong. So I thought, well, we'll just – do this thing and start a not-for-profit organization, which I've never done before and get a committee together. And so I got this amazing group of really supportive people together and we just muddled our way through and ended up running workshops for kids. And that's where we started. Um, so there's no, yeah, it's not a, um, I decided and made a massive organization overnight. It was really, we started with eight kids um, and those eight kids were a blend of friends <laughs> kids of friends and people who 'd heard about us, or um yeah people that my kids went to school with um it was it was a real really tiny beginning as um well you know, as many organizations expect, yeah
0: yes, yes as many
2: organizations are mm. um, but yeah it 's been it's been an amazing ride stressful and all those sorts of things as well but I the the amount of joy that I've experienced over the last four years since we started in 2017 was when we ran our first workshops at the end of that year and um, the amount of joy that I've personally experienced through that journey is is really quite hard to describe.
0: Your aim is to train young people in circus acts, and you've talked yes. about starting small, it would have been word of mouth, but how do you go about finding kids and teens now who want to join the circus?
2: So, we have increased the level of professionalism of the school um, dramatically since then. <laughs> um, we have become very strategic about our marketing. So I wouldn't suggest that we are perfect in any way, but particularly COVID gave us a bit of a break to take a step back and say, well, who is it that we want to be now? and What is it that we want to do and how are we going to get there? And um, at the, the committee at the time being blessed with amazing committees all the way through circus, the circus journey. And the committee at the time... Um, we're all in professional roles where we do that sort of strategic thinking anyway. So, I guess that was the first thing we did was just take a step back and go, well, "What is what is it that we want to be now? We got a new committee at the end of last year and that came with it a lot of experience in running arts organisations and governing arts organisations and it was very much acknowledged that we needed to build capacity because one of the things that was holding us back was that everyone is doing this as a volunteer and nobody has the capacity to really see growth like we want to because growth not for its own sake but growth because of what we can offer the community. And so we um, we decided that we needed to find the funds to um, put on a um, administrator, a company administrator, and a person who could coordinate our community. And along with that would come the capacity to market through via social media, to use the media outlets effectively, rather than me just ringing the random journalists that I'd met to say, Hey, I've got a story. Do you want to, I'll write it for you. And then you can just change it. Um, yeah. So I, it, it really was, it's been such an amazing journey and not just because it's been rewarding but also I feel like I've learned a lot along the way as well.
0: You talked a little while ago about kids joining uh, circus for circus performance because they don't fit in elsewhere into sport or whatever. What sort of changes have you witnessed in young people as they become more skilled in circus performance?
2: I think it's a sense of resilience that they can face challenges as they come to them because there's nothing quite like overcoming the not being able to do a trick and being forced to practice it or being forced to try harder or do it again and then getting it and the shot in the arm of Dopamine and adrenaline that comes from that is really <laughs> rewarding, and it's rewarding for adults, but it's rewarding for kids as well. And I and I think, um, you know, I think I've seen uh, kids go from not even wanting to speak that they're, you know, that they interact um, in a kind of a silent way to being the chitty chatters of the group, um, because they get a sense of belonging, not just from the other people around them, but because they're participating in something that they've become quite good at. Um, I've, from a physical point of view, I've seen kids become physically fitter, kids that didn't really move very much now moving, you know, at least every week and then incorporating that movement or the habit of movement into their everyday um is uh yeah it's been it's been great
0: i guess you've also seen some leaders emerge or surprise leaders emerge from the group
2: yeah yeah absolutely um we we have a program that we run specifically for kids with learning differences and special abilities so and it's really interesting watching um as they become familiar with circus and become a lot more comfortable in that environment then their natural kind of tendency to want to lead other kids, or to suggest ways of doing things, or to actually initiate activities that they might not have initiated previously, has been has been really rewarding. And you can definitely see leadership skills there. Um, I think also as some of our kids in our circus foundations, which is kids that are really interested in skill development and want to and are interested in performance to some extent. Um, all of those kids have stepped up and understand that they've got a role to play in creating a sense of belonging. And it doesn't mean, I mean, the kids, it doesn't mean that we don't have the odd slip up now and then, but we've created a really strong identity in that group to to say, this is the group that we belong to. And it's in our interests to make this, to make ourselves a team. Yeah.
0: Since 2017, when you were established, Can you talk about any individual successes at this point? Like, for example, has has someone absolutely blossomed and gone on to score a full time job in a circus?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about the full time job. It (laughs) hasn't.
0: Or in the theatre, or whatever.
2: (laughs) Um. So i i think the i think success for us has been defined by where people have started and where they've. Where they are now, and I think of particularly our umbrella circus program, which is our special abilities program. I think about some of those kids couldn't jump with two feet, and now they can. And some of those kids were um, nonverbal and used and just used body language to communicate, and now are chatting happily away. Um, you know, I think it's it, it it's success actually is. Not about, yes, of course, that's wonderful if people become circus artists and 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 that's absolutely, you know, there's no reason why we wouldn't want that to happen for people who aspire to that. But I think collectively and because we're so new and where we started, success for us really is seeing the shift in kids from where they started to where they are now. And I think, you know, I think some of our more advanced students are showing great promise in physical theatre and physical performance. Um, Kids that couldn't do a forward role that are now practicing back walkovers and things like that. So, you know, there there is definitely an uplift in skills. And um, I think that also comes from our Re- more recent collaboration with Chelsea McGuffin, who's our um, who plays an artistic lead role for us now, and she runs an ensemble of artists that are really among the best in the world. Performing artists um, in the circus world, Chelsea herself is a legend in the circus world. We are blessed to have her interested in working with us and working with our kids. She's also lifted the game for those other for the more advanced students who want to be pushed. And I think that's the other thing I've learned along the way is that I, my circus skills are reasonably rudimentary, but um, by engaging with people who are experts in this area and who are experts in their field and who are next level performers, I feel like we've done a massive service for our kids um, by me stepping away from training and focusing more on running the business and allowing the true circus professionals to come in. and you know and it's such a such a great relationship as well. I mean, Chelsea's, I trust her judgment implicitly, we've, yeah, it's been it's been an absolute blessing for us as a company but also for the kids that we have um, as part of the our troupe as well.
0: Circus Ipswich. Has a public performance for Saturday, April seventeen, which just happens to be World Circus Day. Who knew? It does. Um, Who and knew? It, and it's going to happen in the <laughs> Nicholas Street precinct. What can we That's expect right.
2: to see? Well, the one of the um, the the philosophies of our school is inclusiveness, and not just of making circus available to everyone, but also bringing all of our kids from our special abilities class, um, umbrella circus, as well as our circus foundations and our advanced students, putting them on an equal playing field with professional circus artists. And people can expect to see an interaction between all of those performers through a parade. So we will be starting at the top of the Nicholas Street Parade and parading down to the end to Tolmer Place, where we will do a um a performance in place um in the mall.
0: What about the number of performers and their ages?
2: Um so our performers range from six through to fifteen. And then we have professional artists who are adults coming in as well. Um And there are about uh, 25 of our kids and um, about six professional performers as well. So it'll be quite the crowd.
0: Yeah, quite the crowd and quite spectacular. (laughs) And from what I've seen uh, on your website, lots of colour.
2: We hope so. Yes, we're bringing the colour, that's for sure. Um, We're just hoping that the the food trucks don't compete with us because, you know, we're here to shine, Alan, we're here to shine.
1: (laughs) Well,
0: I'd like to wish you all the best with that on on April 17. Look, let's wrap up because, you know, like I said at the beginning, who knew that there was a circus training organisation right here in Ipswich? How does someone interested in being trained as a circus performer get involved?
2: we start our classes on the 24th so the first saturday back after school and people can sign up for our classes through their through our website we've got our booking forms are on the website um and our holiday programs will be advertised pretty soon as well and that's at circus and i'll
0: make sure i put a handy link in the show notes perfect meg hoopas thank you so much for talking with ipswich today
2: Thank you. Thanks,
0: Alan. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener supported. Please make a once only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button at the bottom of the page. You can follow this podcast on your favorite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening.